With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The Eric Erickson Show across the nation. The phone number, if you would like to be on the program today, 877-973-7425. I look, we got to, I got to deal with this out of the gate. And it doesn't make me happy to have to deal with this out of the gate. I have gotten a lot of angry, angry emails. A lot of people are very disappointed in me for the way I opened my show yesterday. And they say I got the story wrong and got the facts wrong and and that I should apologize. I'm, I'm not apologizing because I didn't get it wrong. There was some information that we now know more and the story has changed. But for several days, these were the stories. And I'm, I'm not going to apologize because I relied on local law enforcement statements when it turns out many of them were lying. And now we know from the state police, the story in Uvalde, Texas, is actually worse than what I told you yesterday. Uh, but there are some discrepancies in the record, and I do want to clear those up. And yesterday I talked, and I didn't go through all of the sourcing I just talked and told you what the sourcing was saying, told you what the stories were. And uh, people were, well, you're just making that up. You're, you're lying. You're, you're getting it wrong. Uh, the, the ones that infuriate me are the ones who get on Facebook and the like, and, and they're upset because I criticized the police. And don't you know the police stormed into the building and immediately opened fire? That's what they said, but it's not true. I got an angry email from someone in law enforcement saying I was disparaging the police and how dare I? They put their lives on the line. Not here. They didn't want to. My job every day is to keep you informed and entertained. It is not to provide you a safe space where I tell you what you want to hear. It's to tell you as close to the truth as I can get it. And if I get it wrong, to correct the record as soon as I'm aware. One woman was outraged that I spent time on the public safety officer who let the guy in the building and there was not one. Well, you know what? For two days, they said there was one and they didn't correct the record until after I was off the air yesterday. Had they corrected the record while I was on air, I would have done it then, lady. Give me a break. My God, I'm only on radio for three hours a day. And if you don't subscribe to my email where I do do stuff when they update and put in links and stuff, well, that's on you. Save me the hate for shocking your conscience and your world and telling you what actually happened. I'm just, I'm flabbergasted by the weak souls who get mad at me for telling them the truth. Or when it turns out what I've told you isn't wrong, realizing, well, 
you got to give him 24 hours until he comes back on the radio. I can't just hijack the microphone and come back and say, hey, they've changed the story. In fact, they have changed the story, and it is worse. And today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all the citations. So you can't say it's just me. No, no, I, I want you to have the quotes. I want you to have it all. And if you're mad, be mad at the police in Uvalde, Texas, and the school in Uvalde, Texas. So let's get into this, shall we? Well, first of all, it turns out that this guy was known for some time. The gunman would cut up his face with knives just for fun, argued violently with his mother, and shot his grandmother. Now, he shot his grandmother on the day of. But, oh, hang on. This is the wall. That was the New York Post. Just so nobody thinks I'm making this up. Here's the Wall Street Journal. Let me read you the headline. Uvalde shooter fired outside the school for 12 minutes before entering. Local residents expressed anger and frustration as police reveal the timeline. In fact, the timeline is revised. The Department of Public Safety officials previously said there was an armed school officer who confronted the shooter as he arrived at the school. The state authorities now say that actually wasn't true. There actually was not a confrontation, contrary to what actually they said to begin with. If you don't believe me, well, I've got the audio now that I didn't have yesterday because yesterday they were saying there was a school safety personnel there, and now they've changed the story. Well, here now is the uh, Texas Department of Public Safety Director Escalon Early talking on, about this. It was reported that a school district police officer confronted the suspect that was making entry. Not accurate. He walked in unobstructed initially. He walked in unobstructed initially. After standing outside for 12 minutes shooting his gun, he walked in. So now we know that uh, not only did the gunman walk in, but that the responding officers were cautious because they could have been shot. The New York Times reports the shooter was inside the school for an hour before police officers breached the classroom he was in and shot and killed him. One girl inside the room bled out for an hour after she was shot. She died at the hospital. Had they entered the room sooner, doctors say she probably would have survived. That's the New York Times, not me. When asked why it took so long for them to engage. But don't current the best practices, Lieutenant, call for officers to disable a shooter as quickly as possible, regardless of how many officers are actually on site. Correct. The active shooter situation, you want to stop the killing, you want to preserve life. But also, one thing that, of course, the American people need to understand is that officers are making entry into this building. Uh, they do not know where the gunman is. Uh, they are hearing gunshots. They are, they are receiving gunshots. At that point, 
if they if they proceeded any further, not knowing where this suspect was at, um, they could have been shot. They could have been killed. And at that point, that gunman would have the opportunity to kill other people inside that school. So they were able to contain that gunman inside that classroom uh, so that he was not able to go to any other portions of the school to commit any other killings. Except uh, while there, they waited for a tactical unit, the Border Patrol unit. The Houston Chronicle reports it took them an hour to get there. Local television station there, KENS CBS 5, says that the police yelled to kids in the classroom that they were there and yell if they need help. And when the kids yelled, the gunman shot them. That's not me telling you this. These are the eyewitnesses. These are the children in the room telling people what happened. The cop said, yell if you need help. One of the people in the class said, help. The guy overheard came in and shot her, said a boy who had been hiding under the table. I'm sorry. That's not me attacking the police. That's what actually happened. These are the facts. Outside, the police were tasering and pepper spraying parents who were trying to charge into the school. The source for that, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Reuters, and the Associated Press. Here's a story from Mediate. A mother of two students at the Uvalde, Texas, Robb Elementary School, where more than 20 were shot and killed, is claiming federal agents put her in handcuffs at the scene and other officers tased and pepper sprayed parents they felt were interfering with the investigation. There have been major questions about the exact timeline of events surrounding the shooting and the takedown of the shooter. Texas officials are still investigating, but have suggested it took 40 minutes to an hour for tactical officers to get into the school and confront the gunman after other officers were fired upon, took cover, and began evacuating the rest of the school without trying to stop the shooter. One parent... Angeli Rose Gomez told the Wall Street Journal she urged the police to enter the building. There's video of other parents demanding they enter the building. Ms. Gomez began to make her request more frequent. She was handcuffed by marshals at the scene for interfering with an investigation, but a local police officer let her go. When she was released, she distanced herself from the crowd, hopped the fence, ran into the back of the school, found her children, and exited. By the way, that is now confirmed. U.S. Marshals deny it happens. A local law enforcement says source says, yes, it did happen. These are the facts of the situation. They're not my facts. They're what happened. Yes, it turns out that there was no school security personnel present. It turns out 
The 18-year-old with the gun stood outside firing his gun and no one locked the front door of the school and he walked in unobstructed and made his way down the hall. When the police came in, he fired at them. Instead of trying to stop him then, they let him get into the classroom where he killed all those kids and teachers. And then made it worse by calling out to the kids, and when they tried to reveal their position, the gunman killed more. This is not a story of gun control. This is a story of systemic failures. By the way, it's also a fact that several months ago, they trained for this sort of situation at that school. And everything they did in their training scenario, they did the exact opposite this time. And some children died because it took them so long to get in there because they waited for a tactical unit. It turns out the man did not have body armor, as was first reported. He had on a tactical vest to hold more rounds. There's still a lot we don't know. We don't know where he got the money to buy the guns and ammo. We don't know why police did not show up Well, he stood outside firing his gun for 12 minutes. Multiple eyewitnesses who live near the school, the schools in a community, said they called 911 immediately, and they watched him. And he hopped the fence to the school, and he went right in through the front door. There's a lot we don't know. But my job isn't to tell you what you want to hear. It's to tell you what we know of the story thus far as I am on radio and correct it as the story changes as I have done. And those changes keep making it even worse. For two days, people could say, well, the good man with a gun let him in the building. Actually, it turns out there was no good man with a gun at all. He just walked in. And for whatever reason, the police in the building chose not to engage with him immediately. They now say that, well, actually, he had done all of his shooting up initially. And so there was no one left to kill, except there was, and he did when the police called out to those kids. It's not a pleasant story. Uh, but, but I'm just telling you what happened. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. It's my job sometimes to deliver the bad news. And there's a lot of bad news. And I want you to be able to see these for yourselves. If you subscribe to my Substack, you'd get them. If you just want to see the link that has all of these, I've got them all documented for you. You can read the stories yourself. Text the word data to 33777. And I've got all the links to the Houston Chronicle, to Mediate, to CNN, to the Wall Street Journal, to the New York Times, to the New York Post, to the, you name it. They're all there. I got all the all the links for you. You can see the sources for yourself. You can read the stories for yourself. Text the word data to 33777. This is an unpleasant story. And I know many of you have reacted emotionally and I and I'm I'm not mad, I'm just frustrated. The number of people who think I willfully tried to distort something, particularly about the school safety officer when until late yesterday about 3 p.m. That was 2:51 p.m. actually was when the press conference fell right as we were going off air. Um, I don't try to willfully misstate these stories. And if anything, um, 
it's even far worse today what we know than what we knew yesterday. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. And I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use. And now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options, great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. Uh, more importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, you can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, you can also explore crypto. They've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly, they've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo-advisor. It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it, and I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Well, they just concluded an updated press conference in Uvalde, Texas, and I need to give you these. It makes, again, every update I'm giving you actually makes it worse than I told you yesterday. There was no armed officer who confronted the shooter at the school. The suspect entered the school at 11.33 a.m., not 11.40 a.m., uh, as previously indicated. Uh, as many as 19 officers did go into the building. Officers say the shooter did not post on Facebook about the shooting, but in private messages. And now this is the bad one. Police confirm the on-site commander decided not to breach the door of the classroom because he thought it was no longer an active shooting. Quote, obviously there were still children at risk and it was still an active shooter situation. The police waited an hour for the tactical unit to arrive and then began calling to the kids who were hiding. And as they came out, the shooter started shooting more. That makes it worse. And I'm... Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I've had to deal with this story for three days. You know, there are plenty of other things I want to talk about, and I want to talk about those when we come back. I'm happy to take your phone calls as well, 877-973-7425. In fact, I, I, I would appreciate phone calls about something other than this. When I come back, though, I want to talk about something else that's uh, probably going to make you just as mad. <laughs> mad at me, though. Mad at me. Uh, not not mad about um, this this awful um, s stuff in in Texas. My gosh, oh, it just it, it 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 breaks my heart. And just series after series of of um just 
bad, bad handling of the situation. My friend Susan Bagwell has a, has a piece out, um, school shootings by the numbers. Have there really been 27 school shootings in 2022? She delved into the numbers, and it turns out, yet again, the media is exaggerating. Uh, one classified as a police shooting uh, was actually a knife attack. Uh, that happened during a shooting and they classified the knife attack as part of the shooting. Um, that just, the, the media just willfully obfuscates on the numbers. Hi there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, well, uh, again, y'all, I'm just, I'm the bearer of bad news. And I, you know, I, I try not to let this stuff bother me. Uh, and, and I generally don't, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm kind of perturbed at the number of really angry people who are angry at me for telling them unpleasant truths. And they're convinced I'm just trying to disparage people or that I'm getting it wrong. Um, not only am I, I trying not to and correcting it if the story changes, but there really were world-class F ups by the police and, and I got, I'm going to have to watch my language. Do you want to know what just came out at the press conference while we were in commercial break? You may need to sit down for this one. The New York Times has it out on its page now. The border tactical unit that was used to storm the building and and get the guy, it actually showed up early. The local police chose not to let them in. That's just been confirmed by the Texas Department of Public Safety. Local law enforcement didn't let the tactical unit into the building promptly and it turns out the shooter was not barricaded he just locked the door and the tactical unit not the local police are the ones who asked for the key to unlock the door i'm just the messenger of the bad news i'm afraid all right i want to go to the phones here um sean you're going to be up first welcome to the program Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Eric. Um, look, I've got 20 years law enforcement experience. I'm a retired state trooper. Uh, I was on SWAT for the state of Georgia. And I agree with you 100% that uh, cops over there dropped the ball. Um, we were trained if there's a night shooter, you go to the shooting uh, as hard as you can and carry the fight to him. And um, so he's more concentrated on you than he is the victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the the whole thing should have been done differently. And I know you can't Monday morning quarterback, but it was uh, it was a situation where they should have gone um, and and tried to hit him hard. Yeah, they should have. Uh, and now that I'm just I'm I'm deeply bothered by this newest report here that it, it turns out. The gunman fired a hundred rounds, and when the tactical unit showed up, the local police um, essentially got into a pee and match with them over who was in charge and and didn't let them in. Um, yeah, just and- absolutely, just disastrous. And and the fact that they, um, they. I mean, they let it now, by the way, I said, uh, he came in through the front door of the school. Uh, there are conflicting reports now as to whether he came in the front or the back, but either way he walked in, uh, unobstructed and they're confirming that the school safety officer wasn't actually even on the school grounds. 
when it happens. So, uh, Sean, listen, thank you for the phone call. That just, oh my gosh, um, none of none of this is none of this is good. Mike, you're going to be up next. Welcome, Mike. Mike, you there? I can hear you. All right, very good. Pleasure to talk to you again, sir. Um, I was wanting to ask about any potential legal recourse the parents might have against the police officers. Uh, I know there's some Supreme Court case about uh, police not being individually responsible for protecting lives, but I'm not sure how that would come into play or not in this situation. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, generally, there, there actually is uh, liability protection for the police in these cases. According to the Supreme Court, it's not actually the job of the police to protect you. Um, that's that's the legal precedent, essentially, um, that it is not uh, the police's job to protect you. Um, and as a result, you can't sue the police when something like this is botched. Uh, John, you're going to be up next. Welcome. John? Hello. Hi there. Hey, how you doing, Eric? Uh, Good. Welcome, listener, first-time caller. I know you didn't really want any more questions about this shooting, and uh, I agree with nearly everything that you were saying about it. You know, one way in or many ways uh, out, one way in. The uh, thing that will probably get a lot of Second Amendment people's goats about this is uh, I do not believe I'm a Second Amendment advocate. I've purchased many guns. I've built many guns. We go out just about every weekend and have fun. Um, so let, let me ask you, John, um, if you're out, out shooting every weekend, um when did you win the lottery or when are you going bankrupt? My gosh, ammo right now is still absurd. I, that's one one thing with I, this kid. I'm I'm shocked he I was reload. able to buy as much ammo. <laughs> I reload. Oh, oh, you're you're one of the geniuses out there. I'm not smart enough to do that. So my my hat's off to you. My my dad taught me at a very young age, uh so I've been around guns all my life. Uh the one thing I do not agree with, and like I said, I'm probably gonna get a lot of uh pounding about this from other Second Amendment people. I do not believe, even for myself, do not believe I could. I should be able to walk into a gun store and walk out the very same day. Ooh, yeah, uh, that that's controversial with some people. I, I understand. You know, you want to call it. Uh, I was kind of expounding on the background check, uh, which I'm all for. Uh, and the guy that answered the phone said, "Well, you're talking about a uh, uh, they call it a waiting period." Yeah. Uh, I I can say I, I can walk in with my concealed carry permit, and my background check is pretty much done. I just show them that, but mm-hmm. let's just say I haven't bought a gun in a while. It's been five years. A lot can happen in a person's mind in five years. Is every mental health person evaluated by a mental health professional? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. think that, I, I believe wholeheartedly there, there should be a, a waiting period, a 72 hour waiting period minimum. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to be curious on, on somebody before on, something like well, this happens again. Yeah, and, and, and John, I'm going to be curious to see where the gun rights activist crowd goes. And, and I, I have a theory on this. Uh, and, and look, I appreciate your phone call on that. And, and I really don't want to stir the pot on, on gun control issues. I, I have opinions on it that kind of aren't relevant to the story. But I, I, I do wonder, when I talk to a lot of my friends who are Second Amendment advocates, it, all of them have different things that they're willing to compromise on. The problem is all of them have a an understandable fear that if they were to offer up a compromise, uh, that uh, then the next school shooting, where inevitably there would be one, 
Well, then they got to compromise again, and pretty soon they've compromised all their rights away. And so uh, their their ground is to very insistently say, uh, nope, no compromise whatsoever, ever, uh, because of they know what's going to happen. And I, by the way, I do think they're right. And it's very much the same reason why, why abortion rights ad- advocates have for so long refused any sort of reasonable compromise at all. Um, and because they think, well, if we compromise on this, we're sitting all the ground. And while I'm not a pro-abortion person, I understand the argument that both sides make on that. You begin compromising on one, well, incrementally, you'll start compromising away everything. Uh, Ken Delaney in NBC News reporting right now, Texas Department of Public Safety is now saying the wrong call was made by the on-scene commander. They treated it as a barricaded suspect instead of an active shooter, even though children were calling 911 and begging for help from the school. Jim, you're going to be up next on the program. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Um, By the way, we've traded emails, and you still owe me that beer. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Okay. But uh, to to answer, waiting periods aren't the problem. The inanimate objects aren't the problem here. We've spent, and I'm 68 years old, so I have some perspective. I remember when there were pickup trucks in the school parking lot with gun racks, with shotguns, and rifles in them because the kids had either been hunting that morning before school or were going hunting after. And we didn't have this school shooting. Mm-hmm. This country has changed since that time. And I graduated high school in 71, by the way. Um, we have destroyed the spiritual, the cultural, societal, and moral foundations of this country. I mean, we are rightly mourning the death of these pe- these kids because we've seen them. We can hug them, kiss them. And at the same time, some of the same people are working to keep the ability to kill unborn children still going. And we don't Mm -hmm. get it. We're living in the day of the book of Judges, where every man does what is right in his own eyes. Amen to that. And and really, we we need to get back to 2 Chronicles 7.14. This is a spiritual problem. This is not a, a gun problem or a knife club chain, whatever. This is a spiritual problem. Jim, I'm just I'm not even interrupting because I'm you're 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 doing me a world of good to hear you say this instead of me having to tell everybody what you're saying because I agree with you. It really, it, it, we're we're in a profoundly broken place in society. I mean, just look look at the story of this young man. And Jim, I, I'll I'll let you go there. I'm so glad you were able to get through, and I do owe you that beer. I do. Um, this kid was in a broken home. His mother was a drug addict. He was bullied by his peers that we hear that over and over again in these situations. He was an outcast, didn't have anybody to love him, um, in a terrible family situation, not doing well in school. You know, if if we could do, if, if we were told you can only do one thing, you're, you're only able to do one thing, I wonder if it would be worth us spending money more on on school mental health counselors than on hardening school doors and start dealing with this at an earlier age. Um, My kids, for a time, went to a Christian private school different from the one they're in now. And they were pretty savagely bullied because of me at a point because of my job and 
what I do and the things I talk about and what I say on radio, particularly when I, I didn't support Trump in 2016, lost all their friends, uh, had kids tell my oldest she needed to kill herself because I was destroying the country. And the school did not take it seriously at all. Didn't do anything. And we moved our kids to a, a wonderful smaller school that not without its problems, but the relentless bullying that our kids were subjected to because of me, and by the way, induced by parents of kids at that school. Um, there were a lot of people, if you're in a public school, you're, you're, your kid's stuck. They're not going anywhere. And it's tragic. And in a lot of places, the parents are uninvolved and, and don't care. We, we've got bigger problems. It's, it's guns. Everybody wants the simple answer. It, 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 there's no simple answer here other than Jesus. And for most people out there dealing with these problems, that, that's the absurd answer, even though it's the right answer. Um, they, they don't want to solve this problem. What they want to do is is make themselves feel like they've done something. And because the, it is a gun involved, they decide we can. if we get rid of the guns, we solve the problem. You don't solve the problem. You're not going to ban handguns. And you're not going to ban shotguns. You want to ban spooky-looking rifles and large magazines. Columbine was done with shotguns and handguns with small magazines. You're just not. You're just not. The Associated Press from this press conference is reporting nearly 20 officers were in a hallway outside of the classrooms at a Texas elementary school for more than 45 minutes before agents used a master key to open a door and confront a gunman. This wasn't this. this yeah, he sh should he have been able to buy the guns? We don't know how he got the credit cards to buy the guns or the money or any of that, but. I mean, he stood outside for 12 minutes shooting guns in the shooting the gun in the air, hopped the fence, walked through the unlocked door, got into the classroom and killed the kids. And the police stood in the hallway for 45 minutes and then argued with the tactical unit over who was in charge. And, and the tactical unit was hindered from getting in there and stopping it. Y'all, we, we had systemic failures here, systemic failures. Our institutions are failing us. The institutions themselves are failing us. The government is failing us. Um, you have got to take care of your family. And that's one reason you're not going to be able to get gun control in this country because more and more people are seeing stories like this thinking, I've got to take matters into my own hands for my own family's safety because the government keeps screwing up. Speaking of doing that, I've mentioned this program repeatedly on, on air, Faster, Safer. My wife actually is the one who uh, turned me on to it. It is a program that teaches uh, people how to, particularly if they're school administrators and school teachers and school personnel, how to respond to these sorts of events. It's fastersaveslives.org. Um, the proprietor, the manager of the program is going to join me at the top of the next hour to talk about Faster Saves Lives and how uh, they give free training to schools, school personnel, school administrators, school teachers, even police on how to engage in school shootings and violence at schools and what you can do about it. And, and they, they do the training for free. And he's going to join me to talk about it and uh, not just how you can do it, but also specifically what they do and what they teach. 
um, and I want you to be around for that interview. We're going to do it, uh, if you're listening live, 1.06 p.m. He's going to be joining me. Right now, I need to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. There's a lot of air that needs to be cleared right now. Gosh, with all of this stuff, uh, I, I wish Eden Pure made something for that. But what it does do is it eliminates odors. It eliminates them. It doesn't mask them. Not only does it eliminate them, uh, it also gets rid of the dust and the pollen and the mold and the mildew and the bacteria floating in the air. It works. Uh, and it's portable. I can use a USB cable and plug it up with it. You know, I've got a USB cord port in my car, and I can use the USB plug it into the Eden Pure and it powers that way in the car. It's also got um, the, the ability to plug directly into the wall. If you don't want to use USB, it works that way too. And it's a little bigger than your hand. I keep one in my suitcase for when I travel because if I get to a hotel room or have a rental car that stinks, the Eden Pure takes care of it for me. EdenPureDeals.com, you get three of them for less than $200. You're saving $200. And they'll ship them to you for free. You get one for upstairs, one for downstairs, your basement or, or your RV, your, your suitcase. Like I, I keep the one in my suitcase. It's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. And you can get three of them for less than $200. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, the number three, no space. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here uh, again. At the top of the next hour, I'm going to um, talk to Joe from uh, Faster Saves Lives. I want you guys to hear this interview. His organization, uh, it's all donor-based, and uh, they do this training for free for schools. And I got to tell you, I've had a number of people reach out to me from school districts, uh, most notably a lot of listeners in Forsyth County, Georgia, uh, commending their superintendent. One, one, one guy actually said, uh, don't really care for the guy, but he's been really good on this issue, um, that uh, essentially uh, saying that um, – that, uh, they, they've worked very, very hard in the school system to secure buildings and have trained post-certified police officers uh, on site. Uh, a friend of mine actually out in uh, Louisiana said one of the problems they have there is that the people who do these school safety officer uh, positions there tend not to be the the boldest, bravest sort. It seems to me if Congress wants to have a meaningful impact on this, why not get retired Marines to do it? Uh, and, you know, some have showed up at schools where they have kids and stood uh, with the blessing of the local school just so the kids feel safe. Um, why not? You know, when I was a kid going to school, we had armed guards at every gate and a tank. Uh, of course, we had Hezbollah trying to blow us up. It was a different environment, but... Um, didn't feel like a prison. You just had to have the little security guy open up your pieces of bread and your sandwich to make sure there wasn't a bomb. <laughs> I mean, sure, I'm not making that up, by the way. Um, but um, there are ways to do this without making it feel like a prison beyond how school already feels for most kids. Uh, we're going to move on, though. Uh, please, no more calls on this subject. I, I, I don't think I can handle them, but I do want to talk to Joe from FasterSafeLives.org when we come back.